A research associate at the Australian National University's Development Policy Centre, Richard Curtin, says it's unclear whether there actually has been a brain drain from the Pacific due to the seasonal worker schemes in operation in New Zealand and Australia. There have been recent claims of Pacific workers leaving senior public service positions to pick fruit in the metropolitan countries, attracted supposedly by higher wages. Last month, Samoa ordered a review after reports over the loss of police officers to New Zealand's recognised seasonal employer scheme. The same concern has been raised by local business owners in Vanuatu, who say they've lost skilled manpower to seasonal worker schemes and are facing difficulty replacing them. Dr Curtin has written a series of blogs on this so-called brain drain and says the claims are based on anecdotal accounts and that more substantial information is required. I think it's reached a particular point where a reassessment and reconfiguration of where people are recruited from needs to be carried out. I recently was in Vanuatu and was in discussion there with people concerned about a number of the narrowness of the of the recruitment patterns and my recommendation was that there is a need for the sending government to call Australian and New Zealand employers to a meeting and for both sides to put on the table their concerns about what the current state of play is. On the employer side, COVID created a a set of conditions that dramatically altered the way the program operated in the past. Basically, people returned home after a set period. And of course, they couldn't do that and had to stay in Australia or New Zealand. But that created a number of difficulties, including behavioural problems, uh, a lot of dissatisfaction, the lack of flow of continuous work, etc., etc. So in many ways, particularly in uh, Australia, employers feel that that they would like to move to other countries because, for example, a major problem has been absconding. The most recent figures I've seen, over 4,000 people from the countries that send seasonal workers, and it doesn't necessarily mean all these were seasonal workers, but from the countries that send seasonal workers have obtained bridging visas. So there are a lot of concerns on the part of employers and, of course, concerns on the part of the sending countries in terms of the narrowness of the benefits that I've just talked about. So the whole arrangement needs to be reconfigured if they're going to keep coming from the countries they have been coming, which are, in fact, very small countries compared to other countries that are eligible. Of course, we've got Papua New Guinea with a population of 10 million, which completely overshadows every other country in the region. Then we've got uh, Timor-Leste, in Australia's case, is eligible for seasonal work, but is not in New Zealand's case. And then we've got um, Fiji and Solomon Islands. So there is a lot of interest in moving to other countries, but there is even in the existing ascending countries potential for workers that are in remote areas to be recruited that haven't had a chance to take up the work. If we just just for a moment look at the, the smallest of those three main ones you mentioned earlier, Vanuatu, Samoa and Tonga, if we look at Tonga, what percentage of the population is 
currently working in Australia and New Zealand. We have looked at this. I think amongst men, it's one in four. So it's high. So you've been writing these blogs on the brain drain or these, this talk of a brain drain. And what conclusions have you come to? But basically, that there is grounds for improving the selection process at the moment. And the complaints that have um, come forward are significant enough or something that I always thought would be a problem that had to be monitored. And I think the problem is there hasn't been enough effort put into monitoring what the background of people have been in terms of the villages that they've come from and in terms of their education and, and employment status. That information is needed. May, may I, I say also uh, in relation to the Pacific Access category and the Samoan quota, I think uh, I would recommend that the New Zealand government collect information on the occupation, the existing occupations of those people who are accepted for permanent residency as a way of giving the sending countries a better understanding of what the impact. That, that, that's a very significant number of people, particularly in the case of Samoa, who are leaving each year. As you know, it's up to uh, 1,100. And that in itself would most likely attract people from a different socio economic background, in other words, the more educated um, because of the offer of permanent residency. And that uh, flow needs to be better monitored so that um, the sending countries can work out how they respond. We've done an analysis of the ratio of people that apply for the position and we've found that uh, Samoa has the largest per population, the largest number of people applying for those positions. So there's a huge demand for them. Are you suggesting that that quota is perhaps destructive? I'm just saying that more information is needed. You know, when they're talking about the seasonal worker program being mm. the source of people leaving their paid public service jobs, I would suspect that it's more likely to be the Samoan quota.